Most of us uh, developers are uh, living in an era where microservices are uh, simply in control. I mean, almost in every company that you find yourself, you would be dealing with microservices. <clears throat> And even if not, even if you have a monolith, you will surely have some kind of a database and maybe also some kind of a cache. Now uh, imagine that you have a spike in the latency and you want to know what really uh, happened. First, it's great that you have noticed that you have a spike and uh, it's best to notice it, of course, as early as possible and we'll discuss how to reach that state extensively. But... Once you have the, the spike, what you actually uh, want to achieve is a, is a way to detect what happened. Now, even if you are uh, having only a cache, a database server, and your uh, backend service, this means that you need to know, was there a cache miss? Yes or not. What was the latency of the cache? Was it high? If the latency of the cache was high, Maybe only my server perceived the high latency. If there was not even a call to the cache, what was the latency of the database? If there was a latency of the database, maybe it was fast, and only my client perceived a high latency. And not to mention that if you're looking only at uh, the average, then this might be the P99.99. So in one 10,000 uh, requests, you might have only one request, which is uh, slow and causing all these troubles. So this might mean that you should uh, also monitor this P99.9 uh, of the uh, request. Because when we focus on the high percentile of the latency, the P99 on P99.9, then because they might have a multiplier effect across all the other services and an increase in the latency of uh, some service uh, deep in the chain can affect the whole uh, change uh, externally. So when you have a large system, uh, you don't want, with many requests, you don't want only to uh, focus on the requests on the average or even on the P90. You, you want to see also the average in the P90. But you also want to have a look on the P99 and P99.9, and maybe even P99.99. So the bottom line is this. <coughs> we have design patterns uh, from the beginning of 4. Uh, we have many patterns for how to write code. We have the book uh, Clean Code. And we have many resources that deal with many aspects of programming. But it looks like when we uh, reach uh, the, the topic of latency, instrumentation, visibility and logging, it's not that clear some developers can write um, logging which is like free text, non-structured, some might prefer structured. There are developers that say we don't need no logging, no logging, simply because the metrics should be enough and there are developers that saying yes we should have logging and we should have both debug and info and one also in production and some other developers would say we don't want to print debug and the uh, info it's very clear that uh, on this topic 
the community of uh, developers and especially of backend developer didn't really reach an agreement. So what I would like to do here is not present, not, I'm not going to present the total agreement of all developers because there is none such, okay? I'm just going to present what I perceive as the best practice um, from my uh, personal experience. So I already presented you one tip is that the best practice is not only to monitor Uh, the average and the P90, but also the P99.9. And uh, that you should even monitor it. So what you're going to see is that most of my tips will say, you need to monitor this, you need to log this, you need to do this. And also I would say, what's the way, what's the best way to do this? But once you want to monitor it and to have the monitoring for it, you need to invest time. So... The, the, the next tip is that all this requires a lot of time, especially if you're a small company or a small startup, you need to invest this time. You can find uh, libraries which would assist you with that. Uh, you want to find actually libraries which would automate as much as possible. It's best to find such libraries that would help you with metrics, with the longing and also automatic as possible. But my suggestion here is that even if you don't find a such a library and then use something like the basic uh, Codahail library, then just monitor, just log, okay? Even if it mixes your business logic with monitoring, you need to have this monitoring. This is critical. You need to have this monitoring, you need to have these metrics, you need to have this logging, log and monitor as much as possible. This is my personal view, others won't agree with it. Because, as I said, even with a very simple uh, architecture, we already have many places which can cause the error. A simple cache database and the server can have, when you have the problem, it can be difficult to trace down the problem. and you don't want to spend this time. It's like you write code uh, as best as possible for the readers. Again here, you write the monitoring and the metrics as best as possible for the specific time that you would need to uh, read these metrics. This, this is your thought. It's not about how hard it is to write the code. It's about how easy it's going to be to troubleshoot the problems. Another thing that you want to focus on is whenever in your code you have a success or fail a possibilities, you want to log this and to monitor this. You want to see a graph on it. If you're accessing a different server, you can have success or fail, log it. Monitor it. You need to have a graph for this. Okay? And this is like a combinatoric explosion because you are accessing a system and the system accesses another system. All these systems need to log this. You want to have some kind of an overall picture of what is going on and then you want to be able to drill in into the specific metrics. And you want to use libraries which would help you. And if you have a specific division in the company that can, can help you uh, create this infrastructure, then you want to have this division to, to create this infrastructure. 
and you want to have also a trace ID. So you want to log your stuff, let's say it's an unstructured uh, log, and uh, you want to be able to trace that across the system. So if you have a request that went to the cache, went to the database, went to other servers, you want to have some kind of a trace ID so that you will be able to trace it across the systems. If you don't have it, it's not super critical. You should try to have it. And there are ready-made libraries which uh, have it. In addition, another very important metric that you want to log is simply the error rates that you have in your uh, servers. And you want to find if there is an uh, anomaly that you see there. And once you see it, you, you want to see it, you, you want to view it on a regular basis and have the alerts on some kind of a higher level error rate. Once you have it, you want to have enough metrics so that you could can uh, drill in. And you don't need to, uh, to print a graph all of all of these metrics. You only need to log them. Only once you have the problem, you might want to ad hoc print a graph. The important thing is that you want to log this data. You want this data to be available for you in order to understand the system. And all this consumes time. You should take this time into uh, account, okay? And uh, you should try to use, as we said, some ready-made uh, libraries that uh, does it. Uh, another best practice that I would uh, recommend you is that uh, you can log your unstructured uh, application log. This is where you do all the log info, log debug, log warn. This is pretty much okay. This is unstructured, but you might want to have another log. The, the, the additional log is log which uh, only uh, meters is uh, like operational metrics for your application. And in this operational, you don't want to have an unstructured log. You want to have a structured uh, one. There are libraries, but you should conceptually know that in this specific log of the operational mode of your service, you want to have a structured log and you want to have it uh, per request, okay, or per transaction that you are doing. You want, you, you, you should have aggregate the internal timers and uh, internal counters that you have, and then in a single transaction, print into logs. And this gives you a very good view into each request. What happened in this request? So in addition to all the separate logging that you have, you would uh, also have um, for the specific request or for the specific transaction, you would have all the metrics and all the monitoring that you uh, needed and you can see them holistically. So we said that the pattern is that we have two kinds of logs. One is the application log and another the operational log. The application log is usually the debug data, uh, unstructured the developers that sprint and the operational log is an operational log that monitors how much time did it take for this method to execute. Did I get a successful from a status from the other service that I called? Did I get an error? And you want them all to be printed per the transaction. So 
when you need to troubleshoot, when you have a failure in a request, you have a single point to look at, especially if it's dealing with latency, etc. You have a single point to look at and you have all the picture around it. You can afford it for yourself. Um, and also, but, um, also what you would want to consider is when you get a request into your servers, in many cases, what, what do you do? What you do in general and what most applications do in general is that first they uh, validate the request and then they, they begin manipulating it. Okay, they receive the request and then they begin to manipulate, to structure it, and they then do some calculation or operation called other services, and then they return a response. What you want to have in hands is the actual request. Okay, you, you want to log the request before all the manipulations that you did to it. This would give you two benefits. First, in case of a failure, you know exactly what your server required, what your server received. You won't see an intermediate value. Okay, you know exactly what you see. Second, you could take this request and reproduce it. So if you didn't have enough logs, you can practically reproduce the request. Okay, uh, there is no other input that you, you can reproduce for it. So this is a great best practice. Log the request, and I would say also log the response as a whole. Okay, these are maybe the two main most important things you should log in your application log. The total request and the total response. So once you start adopting these techniques, your logs would grow. So you need to make sure that your service withstands the log. And also mentally, you need to be strong and insist on logging all these things. You need to remember that you are responsible for the service. Is responsible for the service. You want to have all the information that you need in production. Okay, you won't compromise on this. If you need larger disks, you need larger disks. If you need faster disk, you need faster disk. Okay, so of course, if it's not possible, then maybe you need to log all the logging into the network, and 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 maybe you, if you don't have enough disk space, then consider simply moving some of this operational logs okay into a uh, sorry move some of these uh, application logs these unstructured logs into metrics because once you move from strings that you log into numbers your logs are much more compact okay and you don't really need all these strings if you have like the timing and which method would called in an operational log, you can reduce the other logs because if in the other logs you printed, I go to this method, now I left this method and you need the, you, you, you use these two time spans in order to calculate how much time it took, then a simple the metric of method, how much time structured would consume less uh, space. And I want to repeat what we said in the beginning that you want use in usually to to log also the 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 raw data so that afterwards you can you can start calculating all the statistics such as the p50 p90 p99.9 and all this and you want all these uh, metrics um, to be tied 
to the request. Okay, so if you had a request, uh, then you want to aggregate all the metrics for a specific request. Okay, if you are calling another server, or even if you are putting just a message in a queue, it's also important to record the time. Maybe the queue is full, maybe it didn't succeed. Okay, so you as a client, it's, it's not enough to trust the server, okay, or the queue to do all the logging, because you as a client might perceive something else. Maybe there, there was a problem with the network, okay? So this increases the logging, this increases the time, yes. You should have a balance, yes, but at least be aware of it and consider whether you want to do the logging also on your client, on the client that calls the queue. I would say yes. In addition, when you have uh, errors in your server, so you might log the exception. So th this is both good and bad. It's good that you see the exceptions in your logs. It's great, but this might uh, like uh, bomb your logs with exceptions. So you want to throttle it. If your logs become, if your logs start to uh, explode when you have an error, this will only make the error more severe. So you you can throttle it with log a sample of the errors, but what you don't want to miss is to count the errors. You want to have a metric. So this goes back to the thing that we said that once we count and we use metrics, we are much more efficient. Not only we are efficient, when we read the metric, we are much more efficient. It's much more simpler to see a graph or uh, read the counter of how many errors we had than uh, reading a log file and counting on the errors in the log with grep and wc-l or whatever you use. Okay, it's much more simpler. And when you metric the, the errors, you want to group them by the category or by the error type. So you can have a global overview of the system that, um, that uh, sees the types of errors that you have. Okay, even without the specific method that you call. So we have many directions on how to check and uh, log and uh, metric. It's important to be aware of them because if you're not, then you won't even have the tools to debug the problems in uh, production or, or wherever they are. You want to log the business logic. You want to log the actual request. You want to log the actual response. You want to log the time. I, I know it sounds like you want to log everything, but really you want to log the important points. You, you want to log mainly to focus on the integration points. When you are calling another server, you want to know how much time it took on the server side, on the client side, especially on the integration points. And then after you do all this logging, you want to make sure that your servers behave well when you have too much logging, <laughs> okay? So if you have too much logging, then you want to make sure you're fast. So in order to make sure you're fast, you might want to compact your logs when you write them and not let the tool do the compaction because if you write the raw data into disk and then you have some tool that comes every five minutes or every one hour and compacts the logs and then sends them to the server. You, do you know what will happen? Uh, what will happen is that every one hour you will have a spike 
on the disk and you don't want to have this because every one hour they would wake up the tool, compact the logs and send. Every one hour now you have a spike we, and we don't want to have this. Instead, we can consider the to write already compacted logs continuously. So we have continuously this, right? And this reflects uh, the, the, the right of the server. Um, in, a, in addition, I, I want to stress it out again that you can save many of the loggings. You can reduce the amount of uh, applications log that you have by moving them into a matrix. Okay, metrics in many times are much more compact. You have them one per request, it's structured, and it's much better. Okay, so when you have logs, consider whenever you write a log line, consider whether it's more suitable to have a metric here. And when you log either a log or a metric, consider which are the MDC, the context params that you want to print continuously maybe the thread ID so that you can correlate or trace ID so that you can correlate all these uh, logs. Um, if you see that you have an exception to print, uh, be very careful about it because as you said, once you have an error and this can happen once every six months that you have some the error and it would like bomb the logs with the exception. Consider having some kind of throttling to the exception printing or even better uh, monitoring and metricing the, the error types. Um, and uh, as we said in the beginning, you really want to consider uh, looking at logs as the lowest result. I mean, you, you don't want to look at, at raw logs, okay? You want to see if on your daily basis you see that you are getting into logs and reading them, something is probably not doing, you're not doing something correctly. Unless you are really small, you have one server, okay? You are a small startup, you are a single startup. Unless you are really that small, it might be okay, but also in this case, I would recommend you if you want to sleep good at night and you have, want to have better life and you want to understand what's exactly happening in your server, replace some of the logs with a metrics. Okay, so to uh, sum up, uh, we have design patterns for a code uh, design, we have patterns for writing uh, clean code, we have concurrency patterns, we have streaming patterns, but mm, logging and metrics are kind of uh, are kind of a truth that is hanging around and mm, you, 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 you do it while, while you work on it, okay? But the structure thing is this separate your logs into application and your operational log in your application log write as little as possible because in many times you will find that you can move it to the metrics and once you move it to the metrics you can simply graph it and uh, look at it as a graph and then have alerts uh, on top of it 
you should have like a top view on your uh, microservices, a top view that presents you the global latencies. You want to have the latency both on the server side and on your client side. You want to count the errors. You want to log the raw data per request. You want to log the request and the response, the full request and response, the raw request and the raw response before any validations. And uh, you want to be able to drill in, to drill in as much as possible without getting into logs. If you find yourself getting into logs, then I would recommend you to learn the command line. Again, it's basic. It's, you don't have a command line uh, superboy, okay? You only need to know basic AWK, very basic, the most basic. How to print single column, how to repair res, how to replace raw data, how to count lines. That's uh, about it, how to grab, and that's about it. Um, and uh, with this, you can have services which call each other, and we live in a microservices environment. You can have services that you can much better monitor. So I think this was uh, pretty interesting, and I will see you next time.